0: This episode is brought to you by our inductive Bible study courses. And in today's episode, we're going to chat all about the inductive Bible study method and how it fits into a long-term vision for your homeschool. But at the outset, I wanted to let you know about a special coupon code. If you want to try out these courses, you can save 20% off of any of our inductive Bible studies with the code INDUCTIVE20. And I will put a link in the show notes. You can find our studies at 411more.com. Dot com and 41more.teachable.com. Remember, save 20% with the code inductive20. And also, if you want some free samples, because you know, you just don't like to spend money before you can see inside a curriculum, well, you can grab samples of all our studies by going to 41more.com for forward slash samples. All right, let's jump into episode 94. Thanks for joining me. And this is our very last episode of 2020. And coming in the new year, I'm so excited to be welcoming new guests and having new topics and really neat episodes coming up for you in 2021. But as we wrap out this year, I know that this is the time of year where a lot of us reevaluate what we're doing. Some of us are looking for new curriculum or we just need to make a change in our homeschools. So I'm hoping that this episode gives you a lot of information to chew on, especially if you're considering a long-term vision for your homeschool. If you're a Christian homeschooler and you want to really have a great long-term vision for what you're including in the Bible category in your homeschool. That's what this episode is all about, and specifically how inductive Bible studies can fit really well into a long term vision for your homeschool. So let's jump right in. I will put links to a whole bunch of resources in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 94. First, let's talk about what you might have as your goals when you're thinking of putting Bible in your homeschool. So if you're a Christian family, you realize the importance of, hey, we can't just be going to church and assuming our kids are going to learn everything they need to at church. We need to actually be putting this into practice each day, you know, as part of our homeschool, because while we might not look at Bible as a content area subject, we might realize, you know, it is discipleship and it's something that Christian families should do matter the kind of schooling they do for their kids. We also realize that as homeschooling families, it just makes a lot of sense to kind of treat it a little bit like a normal subject. And this is where we can get into a little bit of a rut where we buy Bible curriculum that's maybe written for Christian schools, but we're not really thinking through Is the goal of the Bible curriculum publisher the same as our family's goal with including Bibles? So here are some things you might think of as your family goals. So when you have really little kids, of course, you want them to learn the basic stories. You want them to understand the key people in the Bible and kind of the timeline. You might want to teach multiple ages together because this is a great Um, subject content area where everyone doesn't need a grade level Bible study, you can all be learning together. You also might want them to learn catechism and doctrine. I know we did this a lot when our younger, when our kids were younger, we did a lot of catechism. This is how they learn just by rote memory, some of the great, you know, central doctrines of the faith especially as they get older you might want to add in apologetics which is you know defending the faith and why they believe what they believe and helping your kids work through that you also might really love meshing your bible studies with what you're learning in history so a lot of ancient history of course is going to be studied right alongside a biblical history and you might love that connection between bible and history but eventually Don't we all want our kids and teens to be able to pick up an actual Bible and read it and understand it for themselves? But the point is, if that's your eventual goal, the problem is we're not necessarily going to get there without a plan or the appropriate tools. Because if all you're doing is purchasing Bible curriculum a lot of it's written with busy work and just busy work for busy work's sake and filling out crossword puzzles. That's not going to help your kids learn to read the Bible. And this is just the frustration that I've had as a parent with, you know, what is the tool that I can give my kids so that they have a Bible literacy? They're not illiterate when it comes to the Bible. Like if they have to rely on worksheets and Bible curriculum to even to understand anything, that's really giving them a handicap for life. You know, handing a teen a Bible and just saying, okay, go read it. That's probably not going to work too well. You have to build into your Bible goals in your homeschool a way to get there to the eventual goal of Bible literacy. And I know sometimes as adults we can feel like we're not literate with the Bible and that's also a a bit of a handicap and but don't let that hold you back from giving this gift to your kids because you can learn right alongside of them. So how do we bridge that gap? You know, I believe that teaching our kids and teens the inductive Bible study method will open up the Bible to them. They won't be reliant on devotionals or worksheets to explain the text and you know these are going to be the next generation of fathers and mothers that will teach the Bible to their families. And then they will teach the Bible to their grandkids and on and on it goes throughout the generation. So don't ever belittle the fact that having a huge goal of Bible literacy for all your kids is where we need to be. And just doing curriculum that's filled with busy work and worksheets just for busy work's sake is not going to get you there. My story is that I grew up in a Christian home and went to a Christian school. And they use that Bible curriculum and all the church programs, you know, we memorize verses and stuff, but I never learned how to study the Bible. And I was told to have a devotional time, which I wanted to, and I did in different ways throughout the years, but I never felt like I was given the tools to read and understand the Bible for myself. It wasn't until my husband and I were newlyweds in in a church we were attending where the pastor used the inductive Bible study method we learned it and it just opened our eyes to the way that we could understand scripture and study it in a systematic way that really deep dives into the text. And so I've taught ladies Bible studies as a pastor's wife and I've taught my own kids this method and I this is this is the most rich Bible study method I've ever used in my life. So this is why I want to share this with you guys. But you might be thinking, okay, what does The inductive Bible study method. Like, that sounds like a really confusing term. Well, there's basically two ways to approach scripture deductive and inductive. And the funny thing is, we're more familiar with the deductive approach, but that we don't usually use that word. But if you've ever done a devotional with a certain topic, that's a deductive approach. Basically, it starts with a big idea or topic, right? So you might be like, I want to study about what it means to be a faithful wife or a mom, or I want to study about contentment, or I want to study about finances. What does the Bible teach about finances? This is all very topical. And so in a deductive Bible study, you would have a big idea. So I'll give you an example. Your big idea might be God is powerful, and you're going to, your whole study is going to support that idea. Well, that is a completely true statement, and a deductive approach would then find as many verses as possible to support that big idea, right? They'll have you flipping through the Bible, and you'll read all these verses that are going to prove that God is powerful. But you might not necessarily see a verse in context, and really, the validity of your whole study lies in whether or not your big idea is true. In this case, it is true, but what if the devotional manufacturer, whatever, uh, designer, writer, what if they picked something that actually was just from their um, interpretation of the scripture? And What if it's not actually true because you're not studying it in context? Now, that's kind of the danger of doing a topical Bible study and relying and trusting the Bible teacher that, that their main idea is true. So one of the verses you might use, like say we were doing that example of God is powerful and your whole Bible study is, is around that topic. One of the verses you might use to support that is from Ephesians 3.20. And we've all heard this verse usually used out of context, but it says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all, than all that we ask or think, and it goes on and you know that verse. And so that's an example of a deductive Bible study. Now, let me show you why. It's maybe not the best approach because in contrast, an inductive Bible study is going to start with a passage of scripture. So instead of just jumping around, finding verses to fit your topic, you might say, I'm going to study the book of Ephesians and I'm going to let the text speak for itself. I'm not going to assume it's about anything. I'm not going to assume it's going to prove a certain point. I'm going to allow the scripture to show me what's most important in this book. So, once you study through each chapter in order, you finally get to chapter three, and you use context and keywords and Paul's logical flow to interpret the passage, and you might find the big idea that, yes, God is powerful, but that verse in Ephesians 3.20 is mainly talking about God's ability to produce spiritual growth and strengthen us far beyond our comprehension in order to bring glory to himself through the church. Wow, that's a totally different idea than God is powerful and he can, you know, give me what I want and he can make all my dreams come true, which is how a lot of devotionals kind of end up with the application. You can tell this application is quite different because we're seeing the verse in context and letting scripture speak for itself. And so it brings much more depth to the topic By not starting with a topic first, you're letting the scripture tell you what it's about. And so the inductive Bible study method is named because of the way you interact with the text, because you're looking at keywords and repeated ideas and compare and contrast and logic and argument, which if you're homeschooling and you are teaching your kids these um, higher order thinking skills... This is going to mesh really well with what you're trying to help them learn anyway. And so in the inductive method, you observe the text. You say, what does the text say? And then you interpret the text, which is answering the question, what does the text mean? And then finally, you get to application, which is how should this change me? If you've done any devotional studies, which is deductive method, you know they tend to focus heavily on application, but sometimes they miss the other steps in order to jump quickly to what does this mean for me today in my situation? Well, sometimes we need to do the hard work of Bible interpretation before we get to application and the inductive method gets to application more slowly which can frustrate you it's kind of like you know do you want fast food or do you want a home cooked meal the home cooked meal is going to be much better for you it's going to actually taste better but it take a little bit more time you know to finally be able to sit down and eat fast food is fast and but then again it might not be the best for you so Application is connected to the text much more strongly in the inductive method, but you have to be patient and do the study in order to get there. Now, believe it or not, the inductive method is really great for visual and kinesthetic learners because of the way it uses marking the text in the observation step. And I will put a link in the show notes to a great video that explains marking the text and what that means. If you've ever seen an inductive Bible study, it's really colorful and the text is marked and you see repeated things. It's so much more visual. You know, if you've ever picked up a textbook that you've never read before and it's all just black and white... You, you just get lost in the black and whiteness of it. But if you have a textbook and you were in college or high school and you really needed to study something and you highlighted, you know, key phrases or words, you could just glance at that page and you remember what it's about. You see the connection because you marked it up. I find the same thing in my own Bible. Like when I'm sitting in church, if I've marked up a passage ahead of time, I get so much more out of the sermon because I can glance at my page in the Bible and see all the connections and all the keywords and the people. And I see all this, you know, without staring at a black and white page where nothing is written. So that's the beauty of it. And your visual learners, this is going to pop out at them. They're going to love it. The kinesthetic learners, obviously, they're they're marking the text. It's a lot of interacting. Instead of just black and white reading a, a workbook or a textbook and having the information regurgitated, you know, from the teacher to your child, your child is actually discovering the main points and that's really active. So let's chat about the value. Why is this valuable? Why is the inductive Bible study method valuable? So valuable that I'm telling you, you should consider putting it in your homeschool long-term vision for Bible and how you're going to grow your kids and give them the gift of Bible literacy. Well, it's, This kind of method actually will challenge your assumptions, which is a good thing. You can't approach the text of scripture and assume you know what it means. You have to let it speak for itself. It's not a surface level type of Bible study. You might also think, well, that means that my little kids can't do it, but they actually can. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But I love the fact that you study whole books of the Bible. This is so great because you get the whole context. You're not jumping around and picking out verses and trying to fit them in your preconceived ideas of the text. Um, You're encouraged to see that whole complete view that the author intended. And I have taught my kids as young as even my seven-year-old. Actually, she did it when she was six. She's learned to do inductive Bible study. She doesn't do complete books. We do key passages with the younger kids, but it's giving them the tools they'll need. And as they get older, they can add to it and eventually learn to take a whole book of the Bible paragraph by paragraph and learn to see what it says. So inductive Bible study is is serious without all the fluff. I mean, if you want a fluffy Bible curriculum, then you're probably right. This isn't for you. This kind of study is going to do more than just teach the Bible stories. You're going to get the Bible stories, but they're going to be much deeper than you ever knew. It's not just a Sunday school version of the Bible story using an inductive Bible study also allows you to use an actual Bible in your homeschool curriculum. Isn't that an amazing thought? Instead of buying curriculum about the Bible, you're just breaking open your Bible and teaching your kids how to study it in its actual form instead of having it already regurgitated into a curriculum. Um, It's easy for kids to learn to do on their own And the really cool thing is you could use all ages together. There's no prep. You just open and learn as a family. So now let me jump in and just tell you about our inductive Bible study courses. We started putting these out just a few months ago, and we have the book of James and then the books of Jonah and Nahum together, which you probably didn't realize that the book of Nahum talks about the city of Nineveh. 100 years after Jonah was there, you might say, whatever happened to Nineveh after Jonah preached there? That's what the book of Nahum is about. So talk about context and continuity. Learning to study in this way will open up a whole wide world of possibilities for you and your kids as you learn to read the Bible. I have free samples of all these courses. You can download like the first week or two of the the younger kids study, the little fishes, and you can download the first 11 pages or so of the older kids study so that you can see exactly what the schedule looks like, what the format is like, and what it will look like. So grab those samples. They're totally free at 4 com forward slash Samples now, let me tell you what we have the little fish 's Bible study is a gentle introduction to the inductive method for your kids who are in grades k through four. They do need to be reading and you know generally able to write, although you could do it orally with them if they 're not quite reading and writing yet and so it takes them through all the steps I already told you the observation, interpretation, and application, and they don 't go through the whole book, but in nine weeks, four days a week um, schedule they go through key passages in the book of James, for example, or in the books of Jonah and Nahum. And it does include things like copy work and verse memory, and of course, a coloring page to tie in everything they learned about that passage. So there is enough in there to spread out the passage over four days and actually get a really complete deep dive into that passage for even younger kids. And it's totally open and go. You don't need a teacher's manual. It's pretty simple to just follow the instructions. Now, if you have students in grades five through 12, you're going to want the self-study workbook. It can be used independently by your kids or together as a family or in your homeschool co-op. And each day works through one paragraph. So one paragraph might be a couple verses. It might be a little more than a couple, but it's just one thought. It's not a chapter. It's one paragraph. So these studies will take nine weeks to get through And I gave you schedules. So if your kids are like in grades five through eight and you only want to do it four days a week, I have that schedule. Your high schoolers who you want to give credit for on their transcript, they can do five days a week. And you're going to be happy to know that I included optional projects for your high schoolers along with grading rubrics so you can give them an objective grade for Bible it would count for a quarter credit on their transcript and the nice thing is it completely deep dives into a whole book of the Bible in context you don't need to know how to do this yourself the instructions are clear and you get access to an answer key so your kids can check their work or you can check their work and make sure you're on the right track We also have video lessons for grades 5 through 12. They're optional. You don't need them, but they're great for visual learners. So how that would work is they would do the observation or marking of the text. They would follow the instructions in the workbook and they would do the interpretation step independently. And then they can watch the short video lesson. It's usually about five minutes for the day that recaps the passage and talks through all the things they should notice. And then it says at the end, all right, go ahead and fill in your application for the day. So it's a great way if you don't want to do the teaching, but you want a little more structure Make sure your kids are understanding what's going on. The video lessons are amazing for that. And then finally, if you have kids all the way from K through 12 and you would like all of those resources in one bundle and so that your entire family can study together using age-appropriate materials, then you're going to want to check out our family bundle because that gives you the Little Fishes Bible study, the self-study workbook, and the video lessons all together. These things are all digital downloads right now. If there's enough interest or if I can um, get more information about printing hard copies, I'm looking into doing that maybe this year because I know some of you would rather just have it show up at your doorstep already printed. So let me know if that's something that you would be interested in. But I want you to realize that it's totally possible for you to teach your kids The Bible and give them these tools and give them the gift of Bible literacy, even if you never learned how to study the Bible for yourself. It doesn't require previous knowledge. And you already know as a homeschool mom, that learning right alongside of your kids is one of the benefits of homeschooling. So the fact that the teaching is done for you on video or via the self-study workbook gives you self, uh, sorry, step-by-step instructions through the passage. You know, this is all stuff that's totally um, approachable for you as a homeschool mom. You don't need to feel intimidated at all. I've tried to make this just totally available and easy to use for anyone. So I hope that you will check out our samples at 4 1 morecom forward slash samples. Every time I look at these studies, Um, when you create something, you can feel a little bit intimidated by the fact that you're putting it out into the world. And sometimes I start to feel a little self-conscious, like, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm saying this is a great curriculum. And then I look at it and honestly, I wish that I had this growing up. I wish I had this written out like this when my older kids were younger. We kind of coddled together our own version of this 10 years ago to use with our kids. But this is going to make it so easy for you just to download. And when you grab these, you can download them as many times as you need for your family. So for the cost of one product, I mean, if you have four kids that are working through it, it's going to make it very cost effective for you to just download it multiple, print it out multiple times for all your kids. So... You know, this is also another great um, idea that you could get together with another family and have all the kids study through it together or with their co-op or with their youth group. It's totally accessible to all of those kinds of situations. So as we wrap up here, I just encourage you to come up with a long-term vision and strategy and write out your goals, especially for the most important subject of all, which I think if you're a Christian homeschooler like I am, you would agree that it's the time you spend discipling your kids. What is your goal and what are the resources that will get you there? Remember, you can save 20% off any of our Bible studies with the code INDUCTIVE20. I'll put the link in the show notes. You can find our studies at 41more.com. And 41more.teachable.com. I'll stick a bunch more of our inductive Bible study resources and helps in the show notes for you at 41more.com forward slash 94. Thanks for sticking with me this year. It's been a crazy year, but I hope in this podcast you found helps, encouragement. And what I really want to give you the most is actionable strategies to really put things into place where you're gonna see results. So stay tuned for more intriguing interviews and episodes. Coming Coming up in 2021. Happy New Year! And until then, happy homeschooling!